Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best, the podcast. I'm Trey Gonzalez, and I'm very excited to introduce our next guest from Carlsbad, New Mexico, the Golden Child, a pro MMA fighter um, locally. Eric Montoya, man, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Feeling good, uh, injury-free, so ready to get this pro uh, debut going. Yeah, man, so there's been a lot of things that you've had to go through to get to the point of being considered a pro, right? So I kind of want to start from the origin and, and everything that it took to get to this point. So what got you interested, and what kind of training did you start with? Um. Well, my mom's best friend, Anna, uh, took me to my first show in fifth grade. Uh, it was Jimmy Westfall show, the Universal Fight Promotions, mm. and uh, yeah, I, I saw it, man. I loved the blood, which is kind of weird, but <laughs> it, I did, and uh, I just loved it. it. I felt like in there, you can't really point fingers at your teammates. It's just all you in there. So, fell in love with it. Uh, started studying it uh, at the time. You know, Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell. Uh, Fighters like that were real big, you know, Forrest Griffin was coming up, Diego Sanchez, who actually fought last night, um, hmm. they were all coming up, and I just started studying them, and just kept kept working at it, and and uh, that's pretty much how I got into it, and yeah. just stayed with it. And It just takes, like, one little thing, right? And yeah. then you start to kind of build into it and stuff like that. Like you said, I mean, you said you studied it, you got going on that, I mean this is not a sport that you can just go and say like, mom, dad, can you just sign me up? You know what I mean? You can't just go to the little league and, and figure it out that way. I mean, you have to kind of do it on your own. Did you have any pushback from family or friends that were just like, nah, you shouldn't do it, man. We don't want you getting hurt. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. That was actually, uh, at the time when I first like was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I was still in uh, high school. I was uh, playing soccer. It was my yeah. sophomore year. And actually, my teammates, like, a lot of my teammates were just, like, kind of laughing at me, like, because I was a small, scrawny kid, you know, and they were like, man, you're not going to be able to do this, like, you know. And um, even my mom was a little, she didn't want me to quit soccer because I was really good at it, Mm. and uh, she was a little, like, shaky on it. Then once I, you know, I started, uh, I met Nick Rodriguez, so I started training it. And once I took my first fight, once I graduated, like, once they watch me, their whole tune changes. Especially my mom. I lost that fight, but I took it like five days notice. You know, I was kind of out of shape coming off the couch. But the first two and the halfway into the third round, I probably dominated the whole fight. It mm-hmm. was like the last minute. I gassed out. He took me down and he ended up mounting me, and he got the win. So I, I give him props for that. But that whole fight, I dominated. And after that, like my coaches. Because even Nick and Mike were kind of like, my, Mike's my jiu-jitsu coach. And uh, when he first saw me there, he was just kind of like, man, who's this guy? Like, right. I, I don't know who he is. And Nick was like, well, he's been at the gym, you know, here and there. They were shaky. They didn't want me to take the fight, you know, five days notice. Well, yeah. after that, they were like, dude, you you are, like, made for this. Uh, you fought perfect the way you should fight. You mixed it up. You took took him down when you needed to. And basically, they were like, you just need to be in the gym. And once you do that, you, you can take off, which I did. And then I ended up going on a 
two-fight win streak. Was supposed to fight in Alamogordo. And I was literally wrapping my hands. And the guy comes in and was like, hey, I don't have my blood work. I can't fight. Mm. Which is like insane. So he told you like man to man. Yeah, which mm. is insane. Which like I, I respect him for doing that. But at the same time, it's like, how do you not have your blood work the day of the fight? That's not, like unprofessional. Yeah. So my coach, Mike, went out there and uh, he started chewing out the other coach. And, you know, whatever was said there. Well, the promoter... I was promised a title fight if I won that fight. Well, the promoter was like, you know what? You're here. You're ready. So I'm still going to give you the title shot, mm. which ended up being at the Chili Cook-Off, which was my fourth fight. And that's when I got my first KO and won my first title at the featherweight division. That's and awesome, man. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. And that guy was uh, really big, <laughs> really big. Like, he looked like he was probably juiced up, you know. Oh, really? Like, yeah, because, like, amateurs, you can't uh, – the testing ain't really like that, you know, good right now. But once you go pro, I think it gets better, you know, especially once you get to like Bellator and the UFC stuff like that. But, yeah. But yeah, it was it was he was a big guy, and I think that's why he gassed because after the first round he was he was pretty gassed out, and I was able to pick him apart because we were on the ground pretty much the whole fight. You know, I was in my guard. I defended well. I didn't get hit much. And then when we finally got to the feet towards the end of the second, it took me about 20 seconds to pick him apart on the feet and uh, land the uppercut that, you know, mm. f- finished it. So Wow. Okay, so no better feeling than a knockout, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I've had submission wins. I had a submission win right before that knockout win, and there was, it just didn't feel the same. Like, yeah. I, I love submitting people. It's, it's, you know, it's always good to have that in your back pocket. But that knockout, man, is just something about it that – just makes you feel like man you know yeah. Yeah. and then for a title at that it was it was awesome have you been knocked out no 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 uh, been i've been dropped once okay. uh it was actually right after my title fight i fought a state champion for rio rancho and uh he was um he was really really good uh like i would throw a jab he would shoot right under it quick and uh he wasn't able to keep me down but man he kept getting me to the ground and uh eventually in the second round he ended up catching me with the rear naked choke and uh you know that was my first loss that i really felt was a loss because the Mm. first fight i didn't feel like i lost it even though i did because i dominated the whole fight so yeah that was like my first loss and then right after that i fought in cruces against a jackson wink guy and uh that was the first time i ever got dropped Mm. and (laughs) it's a funny story because the reason i felt like i got dropped was I told the DJ, okay, I want uh, Drake 0 to 100. Okay. That, that was my walkout song. Sure. So I, I was like all, all pumped out, ready to walk out. And uh, as soon as I hear the music, I was like, oh, my God, what did this guy do? What did they throw on? He threw on Best I Ever Had by Drake. What? Yes, I know. <laughs> that did hype nobody. Yeah, it just felt like, to me, the walkout, it just helps you prepare and like get comfortable for the fight. Sure. So, like, when that song played, man, I was just out of it. I couldn't believe it. And uh, I went in there, and it took me a minute to get warmed up, and he ended up dropping me the first round with a good left hook. You know, I survived, got up, and I felt like I won the second and third round. But I lost by a point, 29-28 oh, to dang. him. And that was my two losses in a row. And uh, I, I always say, like, man, what if I quit after I lost to that state champion? I wouldn't be here today. You know, and same thing with that fight. What if I had stopped then? I wouldn't be here, you know, right now being sure. turning pro. And same with my first fight. 
if I would have stopped then, I wouldn't be here now. So for the younger fighters, you know, that are thinking about doing this around this uh, around Carlsbad, I would say like don't don't quit. There's going to be ups and downs and just, you know, take them with a grain of salt and just keep pushing forward, you know. So, so far what I've gotten from you as a fighter and, and some of the things I've been able to pick up from this interview is, number one, it, it's about the little things too, right? So music helps you get going, um, getting your own vibes going. You are more of a laid-back fighter than most people um, would would consider normal MMA fighters to be, right? Um, so that's what works for you. And then the other thing is that you just got to be – able to stick with it right i mean you stop you there's no way you can know there's no way you can not regret it so right now you're not living in regrets which is awesome i want to know about like what you're like what you're looking forward to what is your goal ultimately maybe just even for this the end of the year and then after that well for this year i definitely want to get my pro debut going uh if it's here that'd be awesome if not i'm gonna try to shoot for hobbs um but after that, I think I want to fight more in Albuquerque. You know, more eyes, but eyes that matter. Like, sure. Uh, I fought in Albuquerque last May and won a second round TKO, and that was in front of Holly Holmes. Oh, really? Greg Jackson. Did, did you get to talk to her? Um, she was at the weigh-ins. Okay. Uh, she like she even posted the the stare down of me and her teammate on her story on Instagram. So it nice. was it was pretty cool, you know. But. As far as talking to her, it was more like she was one of us. So, like, we weren't like, hey, let's take a picture and stuff right, like that. Right, can't act she, like a fan. Yeah, she was just there like she was us at the weigh-ins and, like, walking around. And so, like, I didn't talk to her personally, but it was nice to have her there, you know. And sure. she was front row at the fight. And uh, she even, like, went in the cage right before the fight started and, you know, waved to the crowd and all that. And I did shake a... Mike Winkle John's hand though, which is like John Jones coach and all that. Oh, so cool! So that was awesome. Told him thank you because he's like part of the promotion too and stuff like that. So it was cool to have them there, you know. Yeah, and this is a pretty good spot for you to be in, right? I mean, New Mexico has some of the best fighters. John Jones is a big time, huge name in UFC, if not the biggest name right now. And then Holly Holm, you know, that's also a big time name. So. Being from New Mexico, do you feel like there's any edge, any advantage towards like your future? Um, I do, and then I don't because I'm not in Albuquerque. So like, sure. a lot of the gyms are there in Albuquerque, but and I always wanted to be there. But as time went on, now I'm starting to think of like, look at like Stepe and uh, you know Nick and Nate. They're still in their hometowns, and mm-hmm. like I think it would be like way awesome to just like be able to do it here and in my gym, you know, and put my coaches on the map, and then just kind of stay here i think the the mma community like especially like the mma f- fighters that are in the ufc and bellator i feel like maybe would respect me more sure which i don't think they wouldn't respect me a lot of a lot of the fighters switch gyms a lot anyways but i just feel like it'd be way cooler to just be in carlsbad still so i'm gonna probably try to stay here as long as i can and so when when espn like picks up your e e60 you want it to be like he's you know he's still there and Carl's and stuff like that when they're doing your story on you that's what you want yeah definitely like it'd be awesome to do a UFC embedded and them being here and like me running Sea Hill you know and, oh yeah and and then uh maybe coming around through like 8th Street and you know they got the new Cayman sign right there to have that in the video and uh have Kingdom my gym in the video and just like 
you know, maybe passing by some of the businesses that sponsor me, like that, yeah. that, that would feel awesome to me, you know. So, and I can always like take two weeks, three weeks, and go to Albuquerque, do, do three weeks there, and then come back home and just, you know. Sure. So, I think that that would be like one of my ultimate goals. So, if you were to say who you maybe emulate the most in the UFC or somebody that people might know, who would you say you try to strive? I don't know to to be close to in this in this sport. Uh yeah, I uh I take a lot from a lot of the fighters, a little bit of everything and uh you know, I try to take it and incorporate it into my style. But uh if there's three fighters I had to name that, you know, I look up to the most that I feel like style-wise we're we're a lot alike, it's uh the Diaz brothers and okay. uh Jorge Masvidal. So Okay. Definitely those three, I think, uh, especially as Jorge came up, you know, he was in the Kimbo Slice's backyard fights. Well, when I came up, I uh, do backyard fights with my good friend Armando and Eduardo in their backyard on a tarp. Really? And, yeah, and I never lost back there. It was like 5-0, and oh, I think, something like that. And then, uh, I you know, a couple of street fights. It was, it was weird in high school because... Some guys, like, I would talk about the sport a lot because I loved it, you know. And yeah. I would talk about training it, and some guys just, like, didn't like it and, like, would just, like, literally want to fight me for no reason. Just fight you. Yeah, fight. And, and, you know, it ended up happening. So I have, like, four street fights that I fought. And really? I, I won all those, too. So, like, you know, if you add up all my fights, including my boxing one and my MMA ones, I'm technically 17 and three that's what so, i like um, to hear yeah that's yeah what I like to hear. So. <laughs> so tell me man like so you, you are not afraid to walk down a dark alley no definitely. you're i mean you feel comfortable late night you know walking somewhere on your own i mean it it just kind of gives you that little sense of comfort that you know what if somebody approaches me minus a weapon like i can totally defend myself i have no issue with it yes definitely uh not only that it just like if I have a disagreement with someone, I can speak my mind and I don't fear like no consequences of it. Like I can, right. I can say what I feel and if, you know, they don't like it, oh well, you know. Yeah. And, and to me, that's a good feeling. And, and I think everyone should be like that, even if you don't have a, because even if you're a fighter, you shouldn't be like, if you disagree with someone like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm going to beat this guy up. Right. Like, no, it, it's just, it's just a good feeling to have, you know, in your back pocket. And, and I honestly... I still think I would get approached in a dark alley because I don't look like I'm like this right, scary right. fighter, you know. Sure. So I, you know, and and I've gotten both ends of the spectrum. Like I've, I don't go out much, but when I do, like example, two weeks ago, uh, I had a couple guys come up to me that I knew that were real, real cool, and you know, they were like, "Man, you're gonna make it," you know, and I believe in you, this and that. I have faith in you. And then later on that night, you know, we were at this little like get together and. uh some guy was like, hey, man, can I talk to you outside? Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, and I was like, oh, this guy's probably just going to talk to me about the, he's a fan or whatever. And sure. Well, he was like, hey, man, the, the owner of the house, he don't want you here. And I was just like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, and went inside and got my friends and was like, hey, let's let's go, you know. And they were like, well, why don't you talk to the owner? And I was like, ah, no, you know, it's no biggie because it's just going to make more drama. I was like, let's, sure. just, let's just get out of here. It's no big deal, you know. And that's just like both of the end, you know, the love that I got earlier that night and then, you know, some of the hate, you know. So you think that it's just, it's because they think, well, he might start something. We don't want him here. Uh, sort of, I think. Just because but of the background. I just think, 
maybe his ego, you know. Uh, and I just don't, I don't really, uh, what is it? You don't want to instigate it. Yeah, that, sure. and I just don't mix with, I just leave their ego, you know, in their own little space. I don't engage with their ego because then it just becomes an ego battle. battle and right. I'm not trying to, you know, especially at the gym, our biggest saying is like when you walk through that door, uh, you leave the ego there. And the way I look at it is like, you know, maybe outside the gym, I'm I'm the golden child, whatever. But when I walk into my gym, I'm just Eric. That's right. that's the way I look at it. So my teammates feel like, hey, it's just Eric. And I feel I've done a good job of that. I feel like they're all comfortable around me, you know. And I, like I said, how I'm well relaxed. I uh, I feel like I train well with the beginners, even the you know the high level guys, Coda, that are in there. I train well with all of them because. I'm so relaxed. I can, you know, if I need to lower down the speed, I can for the newer guys. And then when I need to up the pace, I can. So you have patience and stuff like that. Yeah, I think definitely. that's that's big, man. I, I was watching. I know this is my you're, you're probably like, dude, that has nothing to do with anything. I was watching uh, Cobra Kai the other. Have you seen that? Oh, uh, yeah. I watched a little bit of it. A little it. bit. Um, and it's just crazy to think, you know, there, this is kind of just how the way of the world is. Right. We've got guys like yourself relaxed, um, you know gonna defend themselves if need be but you're not trying to engage as opposed to guys that are just out there trying to find something to you know start some stuff with and stuff like that so i do respect it i think that's really cool um and i mean i envy the fact that you're just like you know what? i don't mind fighting if i have to but i'm not gonna start it so that's yeah cool. definitely yeah there's no need to so tell me about the pros and cons, man. Like I know that this sport's different than a lot of the ones that we interview a ton of guys on a ton of guys and girls on team sports, right? So whether it's even if it's um, you know golf, tennis, it's it's an individualized sport per se, but there's still team points and stuff like that. This is just completely individual. Right. So what would you say are some of the good things about that, and then some of the things that you feel like, well, if it was a team sport, you know, I might benefit from. Well, the good thing is, uh, first thing would be my diet. Uh, like I'm able to, cause I fight at two different weight classes. Mm. Like I have to go home and be really disciplined on what I eat, which to me, what you fill your body it helps your mind and it, it, your body's your vehicle. You know, you got to take care of it. So right. I think that is a big one. Um, and, uh, just the, the composure in there, like, I'm able to take that composure from being in the gym or in the cage and take it out of the cage and just use it in life. So like yeah. when things ain't going my way, you know, I'm able to just compose myself and, and know like, okay, this is just another test, you know, from the man above. And I just got to keep my head up and just keep, keep moving forward. Sure. So like that definitely helps in life, you know? And, uh, and honestly, it is kind of, even though it's individual sport, it is kind of a, team sport at the same time because without my teammates coda and all of them and mike my coach and nick i probably couldn't i wouldn't be able to do this you know they sacrifice their body as well as i do in the gym to help for, for each other yes yeah so when you say teammate you mean kind of it's almost like just like a, a training mate right like you yeah. guys work together but you can't contribute points to each other or anything like that yeah right? okay. definitely uh and honestly it's more of a family because i feel like when you train MMA with someone it's like you know them better than some of their family members mm -hmm. know them just because like you push yourself in there you got to show your heart you really you really see what kind of man they are when you're in there you know and so it just makes us a tight-knit family and 
and that's what it says on the, the wall in there you know one family one mission so so yeah and and the cons uh let me think man uh, i would say you know that there are a lot of injuries which i've been blessed with being able to take care of my body so like not much in uh injuries i've had to deal with you know nothing breaking no nothing serious you know knock on wood right um but i've seen a lot of injuries from the guys you know acl tears and even in the ufc i've seen you know a lot of the injuries there uh and then the time factor man like i don't have time for a relationship you know and yeah i have my two daughters that you know that's really all my time outside of the gym goes to and luckily they're in the gym too so they love it and uh so i keep them in there as much as possible and you know it's better for them to defend themselves but that's one of the biggest i think uh negatives is the time man you just got to be in there all the time and yeah. uh you know i'm in there i'm in the gym before work and after work and i run before i go to the gym after work so like even working 10 11 hours i still put in like six seven hours in the gym Jeez. four hours five hours of sleep and then you know the weekends sundays are some usually my recovery times lately here we've been working though on sundays you know but usually on sundays ice baths and uh stretching yoga light stuff maybe some basketball you know i like mm. i like to mix it up do some soccer some football stuff like that just to get some different in and still getting that work in too at the same time so sure. so ice bath at the house oh uh, yeah i use a uh, I'm not sure what it's called, but I got it from a uh, uh, tractor supply. Hmm. Uh, oh, one of those like um, for the big ca- yeah stainless steel yes, corrugated yeah, deals. Yeah. Okay, and thank thank you to the sponsors for that because you know oh they hooked having, it up. Well, uh, I used the sponsor money to get oh, sure. it. Yeah, so uh, you know I thank them. Uh, but yeah, I use that and fill it up with water, four or five ba- bags of ice, and go in there to your neck and three or five minutes and you feel refreshed man wow yeah okay so we're gonna have to try and do one of those kevin hart segments where he gets oh an yeah ice yeah, bath yeah. With the, we'll have to maybe we can figure a way to get that going <laughs> um but yeah that's really cool um I, I don't know it's just it seems like so much work and so much dedication man you gotta make it right we, we're like we're rooting for you here in carlsbad we're excited to see what you're able to do your pro debut like uh i'm i'm, I'm pumped to see what what happens next so tell me about, like, I know you said you had support. Your teammates are great supporters. Your coaches are great supporters. You said your biggest fan is your mom, right? So can you tell me how she helps to guide you and make just, just helping you make decisions and stuff on your fights, on your next steps, you know, maybe with just life in general? Oh, yeah, man. She, uh, like, a lot of people say they believe in me, but when my mom says it, like, I I know she like means it and she's never missed a fight she's been there every fight and you know when I lose the tears in her eyes like it just shows like how passionate she is um you know to see me in there and she she tells me all the time you're almost there you're knocking on the door you know and other than her it'd be my daughters too I know they the joy they had when I uh had my belt I took a picture with them you know in in the gym and man the the faces they had to, to make them proud it just you know that's the biggest accomplishment that i could ever you know get but yeah my mom she's you know always uh lecturing me about just life you know and just keeping my head right you know i, I gone through a lot the last uh five months you know uh, separation you know and being away from my daughters when i was there 
since they were born every night it's tough you know but something i gotta do you know it's out of my hands so i leave that you know in god's hands and when i have them i uh that's all that i focus on is my actions so but yeah she just helps me you know keep my head straight because i could have easily been like man you know i'm done with the sport i need to focus on these things but part of me was like why why am i gonna quit you know they want to see me succeed and i think it's just i think it's better for me to chase my dream and accomplish it and show them like hey you can do whatever you want to and right. hopefully they chase their dreams sure. in the same passion i do i like it man that's that's a really good way of looking at it um so tell me about one of the things that a lot of people are super interested in in sports nowadays back in the day like when we were first when we were real real young like people talked about oh yeah you know so and so signed for a contract this many years they didn't talk about money as much they didn't talk about how contracts are structured things like that now it's so transparent in sports you know exactly what each player is making you can type it in on google this is how much money this person's making per year per game per day per hour whatever um eric tell me about like how the purse system works in uh in in your fights i mean you told me off the air that a lot of it has to do now with negotiating right so and so and so wants to do this you want to do this you guys have to find a way to meet in the middle to make the fight happen if you guys disagree and you can't come to an agreement it just doesn't happen um yeah they could get to that you know it just depends on the opponent too okay you know especially when you get to like the higher levels some guy wants feels like they deserve a little bit more of the peace than maybe the other does and you know sometimes it just pay-per-view money comes into play it's a lot of business that goes into fighting these days and um mma is getting a lot of a lot better with it especially with connor i think he just like opened the door for all of us and because he left to go to boxing for a second and they were like uh we need you back Yeah, yeah yeah and he just really like nick diaz got a three million dollar payday when he when he fought connor mm-hmm. and like he just opened the checkbook for us and which well deserving you know boxers are getting paid crazy money like you, you just seen floyd and connor i think connor made like 130 and floyd made over 300 million God, like i couldn't even imagine yeah like you don't even need to fight no more no but i i mean me personally i would keep keep going but I I credit Connor a lot, you know. A lot of people, you know, they 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 hate they hate him, and you know, some of them love him. A lot of the MMA community was against him for a while, but you got to respect the guy. Like he helped the the MMA not just with the eyeballs on us now, but just the money wise, which I I feel like we deserve it. You know, we they work hard, a lot of them do, and it's been a whole life uh, of work. So like, might as well get paid good for it. Sure. So. Do you ever take pay, like pages out of his book? I know probably fighting wise, you're like, yes, you know, I got to take some of his style or maybe some of his moves that that help him to be successful and things like that. But what I'm talking about mostly is he's a trash talker, uh, a very loud character. Uh, he likes to engage with media. He likes to get his name out there and things like that. Do you find your? Do you think that over time you might find yourself doing something similar? You're a laid back guy. You're really chill. But, you know, at the same time, this guy gets so many people to pay attention to him because of that. Do you ever see yourself having to do that almost? Uh, I wouldn't say having to. I feel like um, my fight fighting talks for itself. But 
if like someone engages with trash talk with me of course i'm gonna defend myself and i I feel like i'm a pretty good trash talker if it came down to it um but as far as me like starting the trash talking uh, probably not i don't see me doing that um i'm i mean i'm pretty humble of course i want to sell the fight as much as possible but i want to stay true to myself too so as long as i'm being me out there i feel like the people will see that and they'll you know gravitate to that and sure and then from there i i feel like i'll be able to put you know butts in the seats and i think yeah i don't think i'll need to trash talk okay i will though if you know uh, if i'm engaged yeah Yeah, exactly because it's like because it's like an art Right, it's, yeah, it's not, it is. It's not easy. You can't skip a beat. If I tell you you suck and I'm going to knock you out, you can't just sit there and think for five seconds and then respond. You have to, like, get back at them. Yeah, it's like freestyle rap, man. It's it really off, is. It's off the top. And, you know, I, the good thing I had, you know, good. For, I, you said Dylan was here. Well, mm-hmm. his cousin, Elia Dominguez, he, uh, I grew up with him. He's, like, one of my best friends, him and uh, Mondo and Eduardo Rodriguez. Well, um they we would always play around freestyle rap you know so thank mm. thanks to them you know i, I, I <laughs> you can never do, knew you, yeah, that might come in handy exactly and then i have my uncles man that are big trash talkers especially my uh the the youngest brother of my mom he's a big trash talker and really he really you know prepared me for engagement engaging in trash talking i'm able to come right out right back at them you know so like i feel like that's gonna help big time once you know i get to that stage and you know, I, I do a little, like, if uh, I'm getting interviewed, they ask me a question, I'm going to answer it, honestly. Yeah. You know, hey, uh, you feel like you're going to win this. Uh, you know, I'll, hey, I'm going to knock them out in the first round. Like, I'm not scared to say what I feel, you know. So, I guess, to me, it's not really trash talking. It's more honesty than it is trash talking. So, I, I was introduced to a concept uh, of success a few years back, I want to say it was maybe five years ago, four years ago. It's called the law of attraction. Have you heard of the law of attraction? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to kind of see if you had, um, any belief in the law of attraction, you know, Hey, I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. And then just make, you know, speaking it out and making it come towards you. Do you, do you see that as something that, that you believe in? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And then, uh, I think in the Bible it says too, uh, if you don't ask you, you won't receive Mm. And, uh, I think that's true, true as ever, you know. So, yeah, I definitely believe in that. I speak, uh, I've speaking about this since I started. You know, I always said, hey, I'm gonna make it to the UFC. I'm gonna be a champion in the UFC, and not just be a champion. I'm gonna stay at the top, you know, as long as I, I can, you know. And nowadays, like if you look at LeBron, if you do it right, you die right, you take care of your body. I know it's a different sport. I feel like you can last till you're 35. You yeah. Know, 30. Look at Anderson Silva. He's he broke his leg, but where he was able to take so minimum damage throughout his career, he's 38 almost. Or actually, I think he's like 41 now, and he's he's still at it. You know, and wow. he's still really good. He went the distance with the middleweight champ. You mm-hmm. know, so like. I th- I, th- I think it's just depends on you and how you take care of yourself, you know. Sure, sure. Um Eric, do you have any um interest in, you know, clothing, merchandise, things like that or do you actually do that? Yeah, I, I uh pretty much every fight I made shirts. Uh, oh, cool. throw my sponsors on there. Uh, I've had some snapback hats with the G child on there and uh yeah, I definitely en- enjoy uh designing my shirts. I I love it. It's it's like it's part of my uh, 
passion as well you know just like the interviews uh the weigh-ins i love the weigh-ins you know after the weigh-ins eating and being with the team and just like you know hydrating and all that i love i actually have a a pretty uh awesome weigh-in outfit for this pro debut that i'm excited to bring out so Mm. yeah definitely can't wait for that and uh yeah this next fight definitely gonna have some nice shirts uh don't my sponsors on there my banners ready i have a new banner that was made with all the sponsors on it um so yeah i definitely uh i think this time around i'm gonna have uh the shirts at the gym uh and the the front desk uh, my coach has like the glass desk you know sure so i'm gonna have shirts for sale over there and uh i'm gonna have those shirts for my sponsors give them you know some free and then i'm gonna make a bunch extra this time and sell them this time and uh i feel like get my name even more out there here in Carlsbad, which mm-hmm. I feel like it it's I've done a good job of that um promoting myself here and I'm I feel like I'm spreading out my last fight in Clovis uh, my mom actually talked to some guys in the in the crowd that knew about Kingdom and mm. they were like hey yeah we've heard about them and uh it's, we heard it's one of the best gyms in Carlsbad which we're we're like pretty much the only MMA gym in Carlsbad, you know. There's another jiu-jitsu school in the mall, and uh, I believe Coda's uh, rolled with some of them guys. Um, I think I rolled with maybe a couple of them, and we respect them a lot too, you know. And it's awesome to have you know that gym there too, and support uh, representing Carlsbad at a lot of the jiu-jitsu uh, tournaments and stuff like that. Sure. So that's it's getting there, man. It's getting bigger. The sport's just growing. It's like they say it's the fastest growing sport in the world and i i, I agree with it because from it's only it's my age i think it started in about 94 so it's about 26 years Dang. old so um it's that's super wh- new that's why i always say like man i was born right into it and, mm-hmm. and just grew with it so like i feel like i'm just fit fit for it and yeah man it's just i love it <laughs> yeah man that's that's awesome i'm excited to see the shirts I'm excited to see what happens next for you, man. You're humble, um, easy to talk to. That's that's always exciting, and you're going to be easy to root for. So I urge everybody that that's listening to this right now to go and check out Eric, and if you can, go and check out his fights. Go buy his merch. Go check it out, and um, we'll we'll throw it up on our on our page too to go and you know all the details and stuff like that. So Eric, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. You taking time out of your day, and and I wish you the very best of luck. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I just want to shout out my sponsors. Thank you all. Stoney, Dirty Sanchez, um, the Cavern Cuts, Angel, always keeping me fresh with the haircuts. Uh, and my mom, my daughters, I love y'all. This is who I, that's who I do it for. And I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the time. I always love doing interviews, you know, for Crossbad, especially, you know, people from here. So, yeah. like, if you see me a couple of days ago, man, my hair was poofy wild where i was just in the gym not focused on like interviews but when you text me you know that you want to do an interview i was like oh man crawl's bad i gotta jump on it and text angel right away i was like hey man i need a fresh cut and so got it done man that's so, cool yeah yeah definitely so i, lo- I love crawl's bad man it's, it's what i do it for too honestly so awesome man awesome well thank you again yeah thank you thanks for listening to the all sports best podcast Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Oh, yeah.